Okay, good morning. Welcome to Driving Theology. This is Mike, and I'm on my way to work this uh, sunny but uh, chilly Wednesday morning. Uh, it is, what day is it? That's a good question. Something like February 10th, 11th. What's the date today? February 10th. Today is February the 10th. And, uh, yeah, on my way to work as usual. It was down in the single digits this morning. Celsius, which means still above freezing, but maybe the high 30s. Uh, got down below freezing last night, but it's supposed to warm up. Yeah, yeah, these are uh, sometimes really nice weather through this time. Cold, but very dry. So nice views of the mountains and things of that nature. Blue, blue skies like today. So what in the world's been going on with you guys? Um, uh, this was uh, Super Bowl Sunday week. Uh, Tom Brady shocked no one and got his uh, seventh Super Bowl. I mean, at this point, we ought to just, you know, just hand it to him. Why even play the game, right? Yeah, he's proven himself an amazing uh, football player, uh, skill-wise, poise-wise, uh, but amazingly durable as well. Um, him being 43 years old, uh, so yeah, interesting. Uh, watching the Super Bowl, so I finally got to, I, I don't remember if I saw the Super Bowl last year, but I had a few friends over this year, and we watched the Super Bowl together, and I'm, I love football, but I'm not somebody that really follows it unless I've got a, uh, a, uh, what is that, what is that phrase, uh, a dog in the fight, I guess, so I used to follow football a lot when the uh, Rams were in St. Louis, uh, especially during the Warner brothers and the best show on turf uh, years uh, but since then I've kind of become a little disinterested but if I get a chance to watch it I enjoy the game it's a it's a beautiful game to watch when you know what's going on and uh, and it's amazing you know how I cannot watch for years and then you know you just start watching and you're like oh yeah here comes a blitz or you know there's a quarterback draw or uh, you know you just kind of jump right in like you've never been away right well, what it is about those visual cues um, it's not like I've watched as much football as I have basketball you know basketball you've got you know something like four four games a week of your favorite team you can watch three to four games a week and then you know so you, you get to watch a lot more basketball than football but there's something about football and the the orderliness of it I guess you know the fact that there is something like you know four to six seconds of action and then another 30 seconds while uh, planning goes on and you can see how each play is a is a very has very specific thought behind it it's maybe a little bit more like chess I guess um, 
uh, whereas basketball is somewhat similar to soccer. It, of course, there are plays and there are strategies and things like that, but you know the the flow of the game just is nonstop, right? Kind of like rugby, rugby, uh, soccer, or basketball is a lot like that, where things just keep moving, right? Um, you know, except for timeouts and things like this. Um, soccer would be, I guess, the extreme version of that. Sorry, let me turn, turn down this heat. Um, yeah, so Super Bowl happened. Tom Brady won again. Uh, Mahomes and the Chiefs barely showed up. Um, really, it was the defense, uh, I feel like, that gave Brady the win. Brady and the Buccaneers the win. Uh Kind of similar to Elway when he finally got to the Super Bowl and won, he, he wasn't necessarily the best player on the field anymore. You know, he was old, he was pretty much spent. Now, Tom Brady still seems to be in tip-top shape. Elway did not uh, seem to be. Um, but, you know, perhaps he enjoys those wins even more. I don't, I don't know how that works, you know. Um, a win's a win, I guess. Uh, yeah, uh, but a lot of great quarterbacks, um, Dan Marino comes to mind, never get a chance, uh, to, you know, or not get a chance, I guess they got chances, but they never won, uh, the Super Bowl. Uh, Dan Marino is probably the best quarterback never to win a Super Bowl, I suppose most people would say. Um... I'm going to sip a little coffee while I'm talking to you. I'm drinking, I think it's Yurgachev. My daughter made it. Maybe Yurgachev. Hmm. Perfect drinking temperature, too. <clears throat> Ethiopian coffee. So a lot of great quarterbacks never get to uh, play in a Super Bowl. And certainly, some never win. Uh, and then there are quarterbacks that just can't seem to stay out of the Super Bowl, like Tom Brady. Um, I think, you know, if, if he didn't go to uh, the Super Bowl, you'd think it was a weird year, especially in the last 10 years or so. Um, yeah, they've been, been pretty impressive, uh, to say the least. Uh... Yeah, I wonder if there are correlations between uh, people like Tom Brady who uh, have success early and have a high level of success their entire career. Uh, but then there are people that kind of flash in and out uh, or come from, come from nowhere seemingly, win and then go back into obscurity. You know, there are people like that as well. Uh, one of the quarterbacks I think of, uh, one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time, because he played for the Rams during their big years back in the early 2000s was Kurt Warner and I, I really appreciated him and uh, and uh, the way he played and the whole team was pretty amazing during those years uh, but Kurt Warner was a special kind of person uh, and it's not that he didn't have some good years I think he actually went back to the Super Bowl once with the Arizona Cardinals um, he was a good quarterback, but I think he came out of kind of obscurity, played for some semi-pro 
uh, groups or, or, or maybe even Canadian football, I can't remember, uh, but eventually got back to it, uh, to the, or got to the NFL and, and used his time well, right? Did great, was a great teammate, uh, was a great person. And I think uh, he's one of those people that you could say his character was perhaps even more important than his talent on the football pitch. Uh, well, football field, I'm not sure we call it a pitch, like soccer, but anyway, um, just a solid, good player, uh, and solid, good person, I guess, all around. Uh, kind of brings to mind Moses, right, the story of Moses uh, in Exodus is the story of a, a person who uh, went through a bunch of junk in his life. Uh, was abandoned by his parents, uh, nearly escaped uh, infanticide, uh, grew up adopted, although in a high position, being the, the adopted son of the daughter of the Pharaoh, I believe. Uh, but later discovered his roots, uh, being Hebrew, uh, tried to stand up for the Hebrew slaves, ended up killing one of the guards went into exile, into the desert, uh, ended up uh, working uh, for Laban, I believe it was. Was it Laban? I can't remember, but anyway, uh, married the daughter of the wife, uh, sorry, married the daughter of the man uh, who he worked for in the desert. So basically hit rock bottom. And then came back to lead the slaves out of Israel. He became a, you know, at the age of, I, I want to say it was 80, uh, when he uh, actually began leading uh, the slaves from Israel. And became the leader of a nation, became a, a prophet and a priest. Um, and a politician all at once. Prophet, priest, politician, all start with P's, that's interesting. Um, politician is, of course, you know, not sure. Okay, I gotta take a call, sorry. Oh man, I think I reset, oh well. Hit the wrong button. Well, maybe I can splice it together. Sorry, I got a call from my uh, business partner about the coffee business, so. All right, anyway, uh, yeah, we're talking about. So, yeah, Moses goes through a lot, but comes back uh, later in life after he's already 80 years old and really discovers his calling at the age of 80. Uh, and, you know, I, I think it's I think it's pretty interesting um, how we put value on human life because, uh, you know, at 79 years old, you could have looked at Moses and said, what a what an utterly complete failure, right? He was in Pharaoh's house. All his kinsmen are enslaved, right? Uh, he's washed up. He's 79. He's already old, right? What's this guy done in his life that meant anything, right? And at 79, you, you may have had a case, right? You, you may have been able to, to argue that point fairly convincingly, right? But if the stories are to be believed, 
what he did from that point on could be considered more than any other human save Jesus Christ himself has ever accomplished since. You know, we're talking about leading two million people out of the desert. Winning battle after battle, handed, handedly, right? They may have lost one, right? Uh, but they came back and take, took care of it later, right? They may have last, lost a battle. So they took two million slaves, marched them through the desert for 40 years, and established them uh, in in a uh, in a homeland, gave them a country, and basically that was Moses accomplishing that by the power of God, right? So again, at seventy nine, you could have argued that Moses wasted his life. Uh, but by the time he's 120, you could argue that Moses was the greatest non-divine human being ever in the history of the world, right? I mean, there are other great people out there, of course, who've done lots of stuff. But I just can't, nobody, nobody comes to mind right now that I could say did more with less than Moses. Now, of course, what Moses did was by the power of God. Uh, but I guess what I'm saying is, at what point is it okay to give up on somebody? At what point is it okay to say, you're not going to do anything. You have no value as a human being. Uh, you are incapable of greatness, right? At what point do we give up on somebody? Uh because we have these these examples of people that uh, you know perhaps were given up on, uh, but came through and and shocked the world, right, by what they accomplished after they had been given up on. Um, man, I wish I could think of other people. There are some people that were great and then retired and came back and were great again, like the boxer George Foreman, uh, people like that. Um, there's Arvidas Sabonis, uh, who was a basketball player who was pretty much ready to retire in, uh, he was in the Soviet bloc somewhere. I can't remember where Sabonis from. Maybe, maybe Serbia, uh, maybe, or Czechoslovakia, I can't remember. But... He took a chance, came came to America, was able to play at a very high level in the NBA, and I think he started at the age of 34, which is just ridiculous, right? Uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is there's always the possibility that we have more before us. There is potential in all of us, no matter um, the condition that we find ourselves in. There is the potential for greatness in us. And I think that's, that's because we're made in the image of God, right? We're made in the image uh, of the one who we consider to be all-powerful, all-knowing, all-loving, uh, to be 
uh, omnipresent, right? To be everywhere at the same time, to be timeless, to be without limit, limitation, uh, other than self-imposed limitations, which is another theological point. But uh, <clears throat> there's always potential, right? There's always there is always something better you can be doing. Now, I've been listening to a lot of Jordan Peterson podcasts. Uh, and basically on his Bible series. Uh, and unfortunately, he seems to have stopped when he got to Exodus. I was hoping he was going to start with Exodus again because I'd really like to see his take on Moses. Um, but um, the things that that he, he talks about, right, the, the constant themes uh, that come through uh, him... Uh, are, you know, just just take care of what's in front of you, right? Uh, you know, let's say you've got a college degree, but you're not working in your field. Uh, you're not, uh, you haven't lived up to expectations. Uh, and you want to, right? Where do you start, right? Well, he would say probably you, you start wherever you are, right? You look around and... And you find, you know, what can I do better in my life right now? And he likes to tell people to, to start cleaning their room, right? To start there, right? Start taking care of your immediate environment. And this has had a, an impact on me where I've tried uh, as much as I have been able to, uh, to take care of my room better, right? The bedroom where I, where I live, my wife, right? Not leaving clothes on the floor, putting things away, uh, making the bed, things like this, right? So he says that the, the, the path to greatness starts with doing the easy things, the things that are, that are obvious, right? That, that obviously you can improve on. And as you start improving on these little things, uh, you can gain more and more momentum to where at some point you can achieve greatness. Now, we don't know that about Moses necessarily. We, we don't know a lot about what he was doing for the 40 years that, that he was in the wilderness, uh, presumably tending sheep and working for his father-in-law. Um, well, I still think his name is Laban, but man, I could be wrong with that. Anyway, we don't know the quality of his life there, but we can assume that he was able to, during those years, to start putting his life together, right? To start working simply with his hands, tending sheep, raising a family, right? Living in a community, uh, being a contributing member. But, you know, we can also assume that because he came from the palace right into the desert, that, man, he had a lot of baggage he had to, he had to sort through. Right, I think that's that's probably uh, the case that you know he he was pampered most of his life until that point. So he may have had an awful lot of baggage that he had to sort through uh, before uh, getting to the point where God could trust him with the mission of rescuing his people from the hands of Pharaoh. Uh, 
he probably just was doing a good job little by little. Um, something else that I've heard said, a, a theory of, of sorts, I guess. This idea of the dark night of the soul, also called a wilderness experience, where, where people go into a dark spot, also called a dry spell, where they don't feel necessarily uh, very spiritually connected to God at all. Uh, kind of the, the passion has gone out of their spiritual life. And they're not experiencing God on a daily basis as much as they once did. And so many great people have experienced dark nights, right? Uh, many of them extended for months, years, or maybe even decades, right? Um, but there has been a theory out there that says the longer that your dark night of the soul lasts, the greater the mission you are being called to. Okay. Again, the longer that your dark night of the soul lasts, the greater the mission you are being called to. So we have a couple examples. Uh, Moses was in the wilderness uh, for, well, I say wilderness. He was in the wilderness for some time, um, but he was certainly outside of Egypt in the desert, even though he's living with a, a, a clan out there, uh, most likely, for 40 years. And those 40 years of, of wilderness experience prepared him for the 40 years of deliverance that he had to uh, lead, right? So it took 40 years to deliver the people of Israel into uh, the land of Canaan, the promised land. Uh, other wilderness experiences lasted 40 days. Oftentimes, uh, they were uh, accompanied with fasting. Uh, Jesus, uh, I want to say, uh, hold on, Jesus, Elijah, and Moses. So the three who were transfigured are also three who fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. And now, right now, in my mind, I can't remember when Moses' 40-day experience was, but I have a feeling it was right after he, he killed the guard and went into the wilderness. He fled into the wilderness to escape punishment for what he had done. So I, I have a feeling that for those 40 days and 40 nights he fasted. I could be wrong. Uh, I need to double-check that. But some people might interpret God's disappearance, seeming disappearance from their lives as punishment punishment for something they've done wrong. When all along it may not be punishment, but preparation, right? Uh, not torment, but training. Doing some alliteration here. Nice. Uh, preparing you for the grave task at hand, right? Uh, something important that you need to do. I think God does have a hand in in training us and preparing us 
for missions that he's calling us to. I think God does call us to missions. He does call us to work. Uh, I don't think he forces us to accept the call, uh, nor does he force us to accept the training. Um, but if we are willing to lean into these dark nights, uh, I think we'll find that, that there's a purpose to them. There's, a, there's, there's reason involved in this dark night of the soul experience. Uh, yeah. We on time here. <coughs> Sorry for the sneeze. Ooh. All right, we're doing good on time, I think. Just about right. A lot of traffic this morning. <coughs> if I'm honest. Uh, I think I've been experience, uh, experiencing a bit of a dark night of the soul to where previous times where I've experienced uh, or witnessed the presence of God these days uh, I don't witness it as much and sometimes it, it becomes difficult uh, to <clears throat> To find the energy, right, to want to talk to people about Jesus, or to find the energy to to pray, you know, to, to contemplate, to meditate, right? It's very difficult to find the energy for those things when you're experiencing uh, a dark night. Um, but uh, on the other hand, when when God's presence seems to be ever before you. Uh, it's almost like you don't even think about doing it. It just happens, right? It's kind of an automatic thing. Now, I want to make clear that I don't believe God withdraws his presence from us. I think God's presence is always offered to us. Uh, and also, if we're ex experiencing darkness, I don't, I don't know that the only, experience, uh, the only explanation for that dark night is that God is preparing you for something. I think we can also create dark nights uh, by, by not living well in the world, by uh, being distracted by the goods that the world throws at us. And uh, and so I think we can blind ourselves to the presence of God. I don't believe God withdraws his presence. I think he makes it clear that he will never turn his back on us and never has turned his back on us. But I think we sometimes experience that he has done that. Uh, and I think discerning whether, you know, we are being called to a great work and so there's a time uh, of, of trying, uh, I should say training, not trying, there's a, there's a time that we are in training for, for something coming up ahead of us where a dark night uh, may come along. Or 
Is there something in our life, something that's distracting us, uh, something which has lured us away from the face of God um, so that we have turned our back on God, not that he's turned his back on us? And I think that's obviously a possibility, right? Uh, I think either one of those reasons could come. And there may be even other reasons of darkness, you know, extreme despair or sadness at the loss of a loved one or, uh, or something like that, I think could also throw us into a period of darkness. Uh, but I think that the specific dark night of the soul is, is an extended uh, period of, of of not experiencing the face of God um, for the purpose of preparing us for um, work ahead. Yeah. And we see that in Moses. Uh, I think we see that in perhaps a lot of uh, different um, stories in Genesis. And you see other examples of things that don't necessarily follow that. Uh, but I think Joseph, jo Joseph is one, right? Joseph being thrown in the pit, put into slavery, gone into prison, right? All of those years that he was doing that uh, were preparing him uh, for coming out and becoming uh, second only to the Pharaoh in Egypt, right? So the darkness was preparing him. And, and how he handled that darkness, right? Serving other people. Uh, just doing well whatever was in front of him. And he was slowly given more and more, uh, more and more responsibility. Right? Yeah. Anyway, um, hmm, Moses. Now, unfortunately, I don't think uh, Tom Brady really fits that bill. Uh, he had been pretty strong for quite a long time. But I do wonder now how someone who has had that much success in football, not that he's ready to give it up, I think he's going to go for another one, but... Uh, how does somebody who's had that much success deal with the rest of their life? It can't be easy, right? Uh, because finally, you know, it's not going to be about how, how good of a football player he is, but it's going to actually be about how good his character is. And, you know, is, is he interesting? Is, is he going to have anything to uh, talk to people about, right? Uh, is he intelligent at all? Or was it all just his, you know, raw ability? I guess we'll find that out one of these days. Uh, yeah, well, I think I'm going to leave this right here. Um, not sure if I got to any place that is uh, meaningful. I guess, I guess I could tie this up by saying that Jesus also had 30 years in the body of a man before he started his ministry. And there would have been various uh, things that he went through that he endured 
uh, and we see Jesus as having some some very dark nights one in the Garden of Gethsemane right before he was arrested uh, would be considered a very dark night um, and other times right other times where perhaps he he sought the face of God and if Jesus is going to experience dark nights why would we assume that that we're not good enough to right or that we're too good to experience dark nights uh, I don't wish dark nights on anybody, but I do hope that if you find yourself in a dark night that you're, you're able to discern the reason why you're there and then to take advantage of whatever that tells you uh, and be able to lean into it and learn from it uh, and become stronger through it, spiritually stronger. Uh, well, the water is really low. We need some rain. Whew. Um, but yeah, Jesus experienced dark nights, and so of course we're, we are going to also. Um, and that's just that's just the way it goes, right? That's that's the the way life works in this broken world with broken people. Uh, dark nights are needed to uh, turn us about. All right. Well, I'm here. Gonna get ready to go entertain some chitlins. Our childins. Chillins, maybe. And we'll talk to you guys later. Have a good day. Bye.